listening to Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny, a listener-supported podcast located at revelationsradionews.com. We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy. Conspiracy. Have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. Either you are with us, or you are with the terrorists. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures, he leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Podcasting to you from the new Bahamas of Oklahoma, where it is going to be extremely hard to get up at 5 a.m. and run. I am one of your hosts, and my name is Tim Kilkenny. I am podcasting from Piedmont, Oklahoma, where the sky is blue except for the chemtrails. I'm Andrew Hoffman. There you go. You bring bring us right into a right into a topic which hard to not talk about today. So I've been seeing them. Uh, I've been seeing them quite a bit. It's hard to miss. So, a couple couple quick notes. Going to go ahead and refer everybody. Uh, Going to go over some cliff notes on uh, chemtrails real quick as we begin this mild mild discussion to start the show. Uh, Ted Gunderson, one of the first people to call out the chemtrails, and he calls out Oklahoma City and somewhere else as the two places where chemtrails originate. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So hmm. this is and this is one of the last videos he made, supposedly. Everybody's like, oh, this is where he this is where he crossed the line. It was wasn't the, <laughs> it wasn't all the wasn't the FBI pedophiles. It wasn't this? FBI pedophiles and kids being smuggled all around the country and you know, all the the ritual sacrifices, satanic it was when he started covering chemtrails that they took him out. So I mean Yeah, I mean I get that. That makes sense. It's possible. Well, there's the the video of the supposed chemtrail loading station over by the Air Force Base. Yeah, yeah. And I think you've driven close to it. Weird deal. So, uh, actually, recent listener to the show, good uh, buddy of mine, actually, uh, and become a listener to the show, uh, works down at the old old Air Force Base down there. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see what he has heard, I'm sure. Not too much, but the idea of chemtrails is what, Andrew? <laughs> I I don't get it. Is what? What is what is a chemtrail? Oh, okay. You just, you want a definition? Sure. Airplanes spraying poison into the sky for uh, multiple purposes. Uh, so the 
official reason is to try and block out the sun and protect us from global warming. Uh huh. And they use it's not chemtrails. Chemtrails is a conspiracy theory. It's high altitude aerial injection or whatever they call it, but it's chemtrails. And besides that, uh, you've got the stuff that's measured in there. You've got some some graphene, some barium, some aluminum. Uh, basically, the same stuff they try to inject into you with vaccines. Spray on you with the chemtrails. And dries out, dries out forests. They did that on the West Coast. Did all the fires. You know, dry everything out. Which they'll probably do another cycle of that. They're in... They're flooding everything right now, but probably everything will grow and then they'll dry it out and burn it all again. But, uh, yeah, less and less conspiracy theory, though. I mean, you know, I don't know if I mentioned it on the show, but uh, my my boss starts the day out with a little like weather report. Like, what's the weather like out there? And then he, it's a weather slash chemtrails report. Uh, chemtrails pretty bad here today. This is your boss right. at your yep. job. Yeah. <laughs> so he's a, a very no nonsense guy. So I've never, <laughs> no one, I've never heard anyone uh, question him on it. But yeah, it's a. Uh, he just mentions the chemtrails and too like, busy. Oh, too busy. I guess it's supposed to be raining. Uh, Running tomorrow because uh, they're out spraying today. <laughs> there you go. So, so I, I brought I bring this up because about a, a couple weeks ago we got uh, an email from the RN resident pilot about uh, on on this topic. So I'm gonna just read some of this if you don't mind. So uh, thanks. For understanding my points on chemtrails, Tim, during the lockdown, I wasn't flying, but I was going down the rabbit hole and I watched What on Earth Are They Spraying? I think that's pretty much where you started. Wasn't that where you started? It's definitely where I started. I don't think I've ever actually watched that okay. movie, but... What was the one you watched? It was uh, Fr- Frankenskies. Frankenskies. Okay. Yeah. I watched... That, Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't my... Entry into chemtrails, but yes, that's the one I've referenced quite a few times. Right, right, right. So, what in the world are they spraying? Was pretty convinced of the maxim that chemtrails persists and contrails don't. However, when I returned to flying, I could see within a thousand feet above or below these contrails forming, how they are manifesting from engine exhaust by commercial aircraft. I think a lot of the residue chemicals that do fall to the ground are from cloud seeding. A lot less ominous and, dare I say, sexy. These are smaller aircraft at lower levels above cumulus clouds that spray to minimize the impact of thunderstorms and hail tornadoes. These don't leave a vapor trail behind them, but they do form rain clouds eventually. The research papers discuss stratospheric... This is, this is, this is your, your term. The research papers that discuss stratospheric aerosolized injections suggest the use of balloons to get above the... Tru- Tropopause? I've never even heard that word before. Aircraft can be relatively easily retrofitted to be used to spray via the fuel jettison nozzles located on a very large aircraft, but you have to differentiate 
fuel jettison, which happens to reduce the weight in the event of aircraft having to return to land overweight. Aircraft can have takeoff weights much greater, burn massive amounts of fuel, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, uh, ultimately, it wasn't a series of propaganda. Chemtrails were never mentioned once in all of my training, but rather real-life experience having flown repeatedly very close to aircraft producing very large contrails that convinced me that they are mostly contrails, contrails contrary to my desire to believe that they were chemtrails. Cloud seeding should be bigger concern for chemical spraying as there's literal job postings for cloud seeding operations totally out in the open instead of a broader speculation that everyone is on is in on poisoning the entire world i believe some do want to do that but like fluoride there has to be an option to avoid it and the sun blocking attempts are more rare and still in the experimental stages yet still being done so anyway I thought that was interesting because when uh, this was brought up in the Telegram, and again, the Telegram has been uh, super interesting for for me kind of setting it up just because like watching a social media, <laughs> like a group of people take off into social media and then like seeing how it all shakes out. But I think that what Theo was saying was like, hey, I don't think they're all contrails or chemtrails. And I think that that's that's probably true. Um, and he, but but what he was saying was that they're not all that. Some people took that as, oh, he's arguing for contrails. Obviously, some of these are chemtrails. Theo doesn't know what he's talking about. LOL, laughing face emoji, blah blah blah. He tries to explain himself, but uh, nobody kind of paid attention. And then a, lot, a bunch of people say, hey, contrails, and then highlight the con. And then, you know, so anyway, I just thought it was interesting. I don't know too many commercial aircraft pilots, especially none that are uh, into a lot of the stuff that we're talking about that, uh, you know, reach out to us and email the show. But I thought that that was, uh, was worth noting. Maybe they're not on all contrails. And from what I could tell in the telegram when he was talking about it was there are contrails that are formed that stay behind, especially at a super high altitude at cold cold temperatures so i would guess today not one of those days we hit 80, <laughs> we hit 80 degrees here yeah. in uh, oklahoma however mid-january when we were 10 days below freezing i think that might be some of what he was saying where the contrail kind of stays in the atmosphere as a result of, of cloud seeding i think is what he was saying there so anyway neither here nor there but i think i think it no, is he, Go ahead. no he's saying the chemicals are coming from the cloud seeding okay yeah okay but the there's problems with his hypothesis. So I was out. Uh, oh, what holiday was it? Uh, Sunday after Thanksgiving, I think. This was not I this we, past year. I think we talked about this. Yeah. So one of the busiest travel days of the entire year. Yeah. Zero, literally zero degrees outside. I was. Bouncing rocks off a frozen Canadian river, right? Right. And not a single chemtrail in the sky. Zero. Right. No, I I understand that your theory is that it's the military taking their days off. Um, but I, I I think that as a pilot, right. understanding and seeing contrails up close and how they're forming and what they are well, is a is a different it's a yeah, little bit different than Tim and Andrew's. Hey, we watched these documentaries, and then we looked up, and this is what we saw. So right, I thought it but, was interesting. But if if it's contrails, and they show up and stay so, there, if it's cold, you should be able to see them on the busiest travel day of the year. 
No. So he didn't say it's all contrails, right? He didn't but say it's there all. There should be a, a lot of there should be a lot of contrails, frozen contrails up there on one of the busiest travel days of the year when it's zero degrees. Sure. I mean, yeah. sure. He says he thinks some of them are contrails, some of them are chemtrails. So the I don't. I, it's I, it's also commercial aircraft can be used for chemtrails. I mean that. And it's not that the pilots are in on it. Sure. He, right? But, I mean, but, they don't know what's what fuel is dumped in, what's added to it, and what have you. I mean, it's... Um, I'm not saying every... I'm not saying it's knowing chemtrail pilots. And the actual chemtrail pilots, they probably tell them, oh, you're doing cloud seeding. You're doing this innocuous thing. You're doing that innocuous thing. Oh, we're, you know, we're spraying for mosquitoes or it's an experiment don't worry it's harmless whatever so it's just a, i'm saying there's a, a bigger agenda when you look up and you see the checkerboard uh there's something going on i'm not saying there's not i'm just reading an email from a pilot that said that hey maybe they're not all chemtrails right which they don't <laughs> I've always thought there were contrails and chemtrails, but his claim that there's persistent contrails, that's fine. But it, you know, that's a a very small portion. I guess the ratio, in my opinion, is drastically on the chemtrail side. His opinion's more on the contrail side. I would would say that that's, uh, that's an accurate statement. So the, let's see here. Uh, uh, on that note, people can check out uh, childrenshealthdefense.org. Are the skies poisoning us? So I've got that in the show notes. I don't have any clips from it, but uh, someone posted that in the, I think that was in the telegram. I got a lot of stuff from the telegram. So thank you in advance to all the people that, Posted did stuff you, in did there. you raid the show prep folder? Oh, absolutely. And the, the other folders too. But good, good. So this is something we've talked about before. Kind of making a comeback. And I wanted to well, we'll see if I can put it together in a coherent order here. Uh, this was posted, I think Will posted this in the Telegram. The Wonder Material Graphene Verified Safe. Isn't that in groundbreaking human study? This is a very recent article, February 16th. A revolutionary nanomaterial with a huge potential to tackle multiple global challenges could be developed further without acute risk to human health, research suggests. A revolutionary nanomaterial with huge potential to tackle multiple global challenges. Okay, they just repeated the same paragraph. Carefully controlled inhalation of a specific type of graphene, the world's thinnest, super strong, and super flexible material, has no short-term <laughs> has no short-term adverse effects on lung or cardiovascular function. The study shows clinical trial insights. The first controlled 
exposure clinical trial in people was carried out using thin, ultra-pure graphene oxide, a water-compatible form of the material. Researchers say further work is needed to find out whether higher doses of this graphene oxide material or other forms of graphene would have a different effect. The team is also keen to establish whether longer exposure to the material, which is that thousands of times thinner than a human hair, would carry additional health risks. There has been a huge interest in developing graphene, a material first isolated by scientists in 2004. It's not like it's brand new which has been hailed as a wonder material. Possible applications include electronics, phone screens, clothing, paints, and water purification. Graphene is actively being explored around the world to assist with targeted therapeutics against cancer and other health conditions, and also in the form of implantable devices and sensors. Before medical use, however, all nanomaterials need to be tested for any potential adverse effects. Oh, yeah, you would think so, right? <clears throat> So this groundbreaking study, uh, if you haven't read ahead, guess how many volunteers? Zero? Uh, 14. 14. 14. 14 volunteers. So they know it's safe because of 14 people. And uh, the volunteers breathe the material through a face mask. Interesting. For two hours while cycling in a purpose-designed mobile exposure chamber brought to Edinburgh from the National Public Health Institute in the Netherlands. Effects on lung function, blood pressure, blood clotting, and inflammation in the blood were measured before the exposure and at two-hour intervals. A few weeks later, the volunteers were asked to return to the clinic for repeated controlled exposures to a different size of graphene oxide or clean air for comparison. There were no adverse effects on lung function, blood pressure, or the majority of other biological parameters looked at. Researchers noticed a slight suggestion that inhalation of the material may influence the way the blood clots, but they stressed this effect was very small. Conclusions in future directions. Dr. Mark Miller of the University of Edinburgh's Center for Cardiovascular Science said, Nanomaterials such as graphene hold such great promise, but we must ensure they are manufactured in a way that is safe before they can be used more widely in our lives. All right, and on and on. I just thought it was interesting that yeah, it did kind of affect the blood clots, but but you know that's a, just a, just a little bit. <clears throat> and uh, fourteen people, carefully controlled conditions. Not like we just injected this stuff into billions of people and are spraying it down on you. Not like that at all. Yeah, just uh, we're we're totally going to check it out before we we test it on you. But the, the interesting thing, when I put, because uh, it kind of makes it sound like new, right? Yep. And this is one of the one of the tricks. It's always, it's perpetually new experimental. That's what they do with chemtrails too. You know, Bill Gates has this crazy idea that we should spray stuff in the sky to help with climate change. I don't know. Should we do that one day? You know, like it hasn't been happening for 20 years. So, uh, let's see. Where is the... So, I did a, just a, a simple search on the same website, SciTech Daily, uh, for graphing. Oh, wait. Where is it? Okay. There we go. And there is stuff... 
from a decade ago. And it's always the same same type of message. Like, look at this new wonder material that's so f- fancy and it's going to be able to do so much stuff. And I'm having a, a brain fart here. It's, 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 it was always graphene oxide that we've been talking about, right? I thought it was graphene something else. It's oxide, right? Well, that's one version of graphene. Okay. It is, is it the one we've been talking about the most? That is the type that was specifically in the vaccines. Right. We, okay. Okay. Yep. Yep. And I, as, uh, so if you're talking about Will brought this up, a funny thing about that is Will had a video where he showed all the different, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, examples in Hollywood of people doing it of people of, of the, like the of black like, goo of the black goo taking over like venom and that one where they're on a star it starts with a p but anyway yeah go ahead yeah yeah there's lots of hollywood messaging about it yes whether the goo comes up and takes over and you merge with machines right right this is kind of the transhumanism thing this is the magic magic goo that'll create the transhumanist you know computer merging with computers dream old Klaus Schwab which people have probably heard the clip already but we might as well play it uh, talking about the age of what does he call it age of intelligence I think so okay. this is um, let me Uh, it's from the World Government Forum. You got Tucker there in the front row. It's interesting. And uh, Klaus talking about, yes, I think the intelligent, the intelligent age. I think it was it, which is AI backwards. But and when I was speaking here seven years ago, after having written a book about the fourth industrial revolution. I showed how this revolution will change how we live, how we act, how we communicate, how we produce, and how we consume. Now, we are speaking not just about the fourth industrial revolution. We are speaking about the transition of humankind into a new era, which is not just characterized by technological change. A new era where humankind will enjoy many more opportunities and possibilities. It's a transition. It's a transition from the, we first had the transition about 100 years ago from the agricultural society to the industrial society. But today, we speak about the transition into what I would call the intelligent age. And I did something maybe unusual. I took ChatGPT, and I had a long discussion with ChatGPT, with my pot, if I may say so, to see how this new era will look like. 
And finally, I had about 20 pages of text, and I asked ChatGPT, summarize the text and tell me now, based on our discussion, how will the new era, the intelligent era, look like? And I read you the text. Envisioning a future propelled by the technologies of the fourth industrial revolution, we see a new dawn of human civilization, one that harmonizes technology with the deepest needs and aspirations of humanity. This vision unfolds within a society where artificial intelligence, robotics, the Internet of the Things, 3D printing, genetic engineering, quantum computing become the foundations of our daily life. The Internet of the Things. <laughs> the Things. There's some, there's some golden short clips that I could have pulled out of there, but. I mean, is this real life, man? Is this like really the bad guy? This feels like such a psyop. Like, oh, this, it's definitely this, a psyop. This dude but, that, that but I, literally, like, okay, let's cast a guy with a German accent, really bad, over the top German accent that looks exactly like Mike Myers for, or what is, yeah, Michael Myers from, uh, yeah, the, the Dr. Evil thing. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Evil. Yeah. But the, No, it's it's not real. It is a psyop. He is a front man. But what what I'm saying is that all that stuff is a psyop. The quantum computing, the artificial intelligence, chat GPT, it's it's all bogus. But what they can do, you know, what they can't do is uh what they claim the vaccines could do, right? The M, the put some mod RM, M, mRNA in, into you and have your bodies, you know, prevent disease through manufacturing different things. Doesn't work. But what they can do is dump a bunch of contaminated, you know, DNA into you and wreck stuff. And they can dump a bunch of graphene oxide into you and wreck stuff. I don't think they can make it so that you're uh, controllable by the 5G towers, but you could be poisoned by the 5G towers. And so it's same thing with the, you know, chemtrails and everything else. They can, what they can do is poison us. And I think they're doing a lot of that. All the uh, merge with machines, AI, quantum computing, very little evidence that they've, can do much of any of that. Uh, I did see an interesting, well, let's see, interesting article. Well, but before we leave, I don't want to leave the, the graphene stuff though. Let's play the, um, the Greg Reese, the programmable human interface, the hydrogel stuff. We've, I mean, we talked about the hydrogels, long time ago but um yeah and it's an interesting i've got i don't have one of his videos i've got a link to it 
and then uh, which he he'll refer to in this one that I do I do have clipped. But um, Greg Reese report hydrogel graphene stuff. This also from the Telegram. Emotionally, it is easy to dismiss the work of Dr. Anna Maria Mielchia, for it is very disturbing, but her work is shown through scientific testing and backed up by government and NGO documentation, and the evidence shows that humanity has already been infected with cutting-edge surveillance nanotechnology. This is a follow-up to my last report on Dr. Mielchia's hydrogel research. New research shows that those who received the COVID shots emit a fluorescent orange glow in their faces that is visible under a UV light of 365 nanometers. And those who have been exposed to shedding emit this glow around their nose. After his wife was coerced into getting the COVID shot, PhD Justin Coy began his own research. He found that the more shots a person received, the more they glowed under UV light. The glow can be seen initially around the nose and over time spreads throughout the entire face and into the neck. After a hot shower, filaments are expelled through the skin of the vaxxed and these filaments also emit a glow under UV light. These filaments not only glow, but they have been shown to move on their own in spastic movements. And they are also attracted to people in videos, they can be seen trying to latch onto a finger. And when a person who has received the shot has dry skin, these expelled filaments will become airborne. This could explain how shedding occurs from the vaxxed to the unvaxxed. The Pfizer trial document stated that an unvaxxed individual in close proximity to someone who's been vaxxed can be infected by inhalation and skin contact. In 2008, a biological nanotechnology pesticide designed to kill the brown moth in the state of California was deployed and appears to have included the same sort of fluorescent invisible micro dye that we see in the scientific research. Dr. Hildegard Stanninger tested individuals exposed to this nanotech pesticide and found that a glow could be detected in their eyes under UV light. Dr. Stanninger called this the Eye of Horus effect due to its similar appearance and claimed it was due to the use of fluorescent thiocyanate in the pesticide, which according to the literature would have been used to track the effectiveness of the dispersal. The idea has been around for decades. The Institute for National Security Studies, Non-Lethal Weapons, Terms and References, published in 1997, discusses an invisible infrared dye which is visible under UV light so that rioters can be later identified. Justin Coy points out how the genetic code for luciferase, a bioluminescent enzyme found in nature, is included in the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, along with SV40, which could theoretically allow the luciferase to be written into the genetics of the recipient. Coy proposes that this could be what is causing the vaxxed to glow under UV light. The TRACE Act, HR 6666, COVID-19 Testing, Research and Contacting Everyone Act, was introduced in May of 2020. The bill authorizes the Centers for Disease Control to contact, trace and monitor the population. 
In late 2020 and early 2021, people all over the world started noticing purple streetlights, which is the color of UV light. The quantum dot tattoo research funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation provided a way of detecting whether or not a person was vaccinated by including fluorescent medical information in the vaccines. Invisible near-infrared tattoos that would imprint beneath the skin to later be read by customized smartphones. In the scientific literature on quantum dot research, these fluorescent medical information tattoos have a similar appearance to the faces of those infected by the vax under UV light. You may or may not believe in biblical prophecy, but it seems clear that the ones running this diabolical program are using it as their playbook. From Revelation 13, and the second beast required all people small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, so that no one could buy or sell unless he had the mark. But never forget, we still have free will. Greg Reese reporting. Man, I gotta like smoke a cigarette after that one. That was they had quantum dots in there, man. He had he had everything. He had, he the, had everything in there. Yeah. The tattoo, the purple street lights. I mean it's yeah, which is that was a new one to me. I hadn't, I hadn't paid attention to this purple street light thing. I brought that to the show. We've talked about that on the show. I did. I never. Did yeah, we did. I, did. I never had anybody tie it back into that. But yeah, we've had uh, these. They're going in around the world and they're label them as smart meters, uh, smart lights or whatever. And you can go online and like just go on Twitter and you know search purple street light. And there's videos of people just like driving down the road and it's like two, three in the morning. Mm-hmm. It's just eerie because all the lights are purple. <laughs> it's yeah, just. It looks really weird. So. Anyway, I don't know if it is, you know, if it's tied to all that. That's 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 wild, but yeah, I just, I have not I have not heard a good explanation for why there are purple street lights. And people have <laughs> yeah. like reached out to their city or whatever. They're like, oh, it saves power. It's green. Like, yeah. Oh, is that is yeah. that their excuse? <laughs> you know what would save even more power is just let's just take out the streetlights entirely. Uh, what do you know? Hey, no electricity whatsoever. But, uh, we can't all be Amish. We can't all be Amish, Andrew. Gotta, <laughs> gotta have electricity. Yeah. The, all right. It's, it's purple light. I wonder why they didn't make light bulbs, uh, that put out purple lights as like the go-to before. Huh? I don't know. Just no idea why. Well, make it's a terrible light for starters, and secondly, have you, have you ever <laughs> exactly, used a, have yeah. you ever used a black light, like a like a black yeah, light flashlight? Yeah. yeah, yeah, not a not a not a good look for you or anything in the room that's ever had any sort of dirt on it at all. Right. Yeah. It'll, it, you know, they famously use it in murder investigations to pick up. Is it called lum, lum, luminol from blood, or they throw luminol on on surfaces and then it lights up with blood. You can see all kinds of like bodily fluids as well as just like dirtiness, grime, dirt, mold. Ugh, just lights everything up. Yeah. And yeah. apparently the faces of the vaxxed. 
Yeah, he's got video in there. Uh, if people haven't seen it, check that out. But. Yeah, it's one of the few where I was like, I might need to watch this video. Yeah, the but the when he's referring to the filaments, mm-hmm. very parasite like, like worm like. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So <laughs> we were promised a transhuman utopia and all we got was artificial parasites <laughs> trans transhumanism you could live forever now it's like that it's like that uh antiques road show best i could best i could do is artificial parasites artificial parasites take it or leave it would you like some artificial worms injected into you Ugh, gosh did did you see we got a we got an email where someone at told us that there's a people use this as a, as a thing? Yeah, yeah, I was That's somewhat familiar with it. Yeah, okay. okay. I I'd heard of it being used as a uh, weight loss shortcut. Unreal, too. Yeah, I just get some worms in you. What do you know? <laughs> well. But, uh, as any pregnant or woman who's been pregnant will tell you, uh, a baby will actually made you make you shed some pounds there at the beginning. <laughs> Just before the before you get before they get a little bigger, they start to lose a little weight. Got a parasite in there eating eating all the foods. So a he- heavenly, God blessed parasite, but still a parasite. <laughs> and for, it's a little different, definitely different, but. <laughs> But it it eats all the extra weight <laughs> at first. So uh, one more on a somewhat similar line uh, clip from Tom in the Telegram on plant based vaccines, which we have talked about plant based vaccines before. But this was I thought it was a clip I'd seen before, and uh, that I watched the whole thing, and I don't think I had seen it before. So. Chicago's manufacturing facility looks like a nursery, but inside these plants, they're growing a new kind of vaccine. The technology is called a virus-like particle. At Medicago, we use a careful step-by-step process to develop vaccines, using our plants as mini bioreactors. We start with the gene sequence, or code, of a virus. We then use our technology to synthesize the virus code into a real biological product. The code contains genetic instructions that our plants can read, and we insert it into bacteria called Agrobacterium tumefaciens. We submerge the plants in a bath with the bacteria that carries the information into the plant cells. And using a vacuum, we suck out the air between the plant cells and replace it with the liquid. The plants absorb it like a sponge. At the end of their bacterial bath, we return our plants to a carefully controlled greenhouse to let them get on with their natural growing business for at least four days. Now the plants will start producing the most important ingredient of our vaccines, virus-like particles. Excellent. So good. Virus-like particles. It's Yeah, it's uh, we'll just call them vaccines. So we get artificial parasites and artificial viruses viruses were such a good idea they had to make them even even though they don't exist there you go 
Although I'd say about 90% of what they're, well, maybe even more. I don't think they can really do all that, that they're claiming they can do. Yeah. That's becoming more and more obvious to me. This is a, this is a good hype video to get some more funding, 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 funding. Going to get some funding. Wait a second. You you can't just dump some goo in with the leaves and in the water. And then all of a sudden it sucks it up and makes vaccines. That's doesn't actually work, but yeah, I think we, we had stories before about the, like you'll eat a salad and there'll be a vaccine in there. Remember that? Oh yeah. Yeah. And then shortly after those stories came out, Bill Gates started buying up all the farmland. (laughs) Well, or stories about Bill Gates buying up all the farmland came out, but yeah. Right. Uh, Although he doesn't really do vegetables. It's just, uh, you know, lots of soy, just whatever you can make with, lots of roundup in it and uh make artificial meat out of it. that's that's what bill gates is growing so yeah yeah but you know did you put the story in or did i that the growing your own food is uh five times worse for the earth than uh <laughs> <laughs> i can't remember it might might be you big agriculture yeah, it makes perfect sense. Yep. Very, very believable. Yeah. Oh, carbon footprint of homegrown food five times greater. <laughs> All right. Hmm. Well, I got I got kind of an out of left field uh, clip here since we're on the kind of vaccines, colds, flu kick. Here is you ever heard of. Amish firewater? I have not. Yesterday during hunting, I started getting sick. And this morning when I got up, I could not hardly speak. I had no voice. Right now I can speak. And I went back to an old Amish recipe called firewater. Check it out. Esther Hirschberger wrote the firewater recipe in the Amish cookbook. You got one half cup boiling water, one teaspoon salt, one teaspoon cayenne pepper, one half cup of apple cider vinegar. Then it says stir water and salt until dissolved, add the pepper and vinegar, and then you take one teaspoon every 15 to 20 minutes until flu is gone. I've been doing that, and guess what? I'm pretty much over it. But I do have to warn you, it says fire water for a reason. It's like fire burning down your throat, but it only lasts for a little bit, but it works. The hot toddies work too, where you put the uh, honey and lemon, and a shot of whiskey at bedtime, that still works, but I would highly recommend the fire water over anything else. And, of course, for anybody that wants their own, I will put the link for the website, How to Buy Yours, in the comments. There you go. I thought it was wild that this dude woke up with no voice and then just made Amish fire water and sipped that fiery beverage until he felt better. Yeah, I've heard of all those things, but not in combination. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know if that'll make the micro parasite (laughs) filament filament fall out of your face, but, you know, 
it's worth a shot. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, can't, did you watch can't. the Super Bowl? I mean, people tune in. We used to do picks on the Super Bowl, picks on the playoffs. We used to do, we used to do all that stuff. And then I don't know what happened. We both got. I did watch the, the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I I wanted to stop watching the Super Bowl and go play golf, but it was like twenty eight degrees. So <laughs> also like you know five o'clock at night. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I've got a Vigilant Citizen article. Maybe we can use that as a jumping off point to talk Super Bowl. Let's go. That sounds good. All right. Super Bowl 2024. Which is circus. Andrew and I can't figure out what the Super Bowl number was that we just Yeah, I think it's 56, right? Yeah. 56? I know they're in the 50s. And also, Andrew and I were mentioning, or I was mentioning off the off the air there that uh, Roman numerals made sense, you know, for a while, well into the twenties. But once we got to fifty, it was it's it's become it's like it's well, I you're, think you're basically testing everybody's knowledge of Roman. They switched numerals away from it because it was the the L, you know, like uh, you know, just an L losing associated with your Super Bowl. Yeah, but anyway. So Super Bowl uh, 2024, our, <laughs> our new way of referring to the Super Bowl, uh, was the most watched telecast of all time, supposedly. I don't know. I'll pull a Dvorak. I'm not buying it. but uh, I'm buying it. I think. I feel are like, you? Yeah, I feel like everybody's bored. Doesn't know, there's nothing else in their life <laughs> going on. Yeah, at least the weather around here was not great. So uh, yeah. it was highly watched around here, I'm sure. Uh, and an enormous number of viewers tuned in specifically for Taylor Swift. And she spent most of the time hanging out with an industry plant wearing a huge inverted cross. And that was only the start of the freak show. Here's a look at the weirdness that surrounded Super Bowl 2024. Considering that Patrick Mahomes was the MVP of this year's Super Bowl, one would assume that he he would have gotten the most love and attention after the game, right? Wrong. The player who got the most love and attention, Travis Kelsey, made the game's highlights for shoving and yelling at his elderly coach. Just kind of a funny way to put it, but it's it's true. He's old. Yeah. That doesn't sound right, but that's what happened. Why? Two words. Taylor Swift. Yep. Coach shoving Travis Kelsey is going out with Taylor Swift. This instantly made him a household name and a major celebrity around the world. And after months of excessive media hype, Kelsey and Swift made it to the Super Bowl. Consequently, a great number of viewers tuned in solely to see how that romance would play out during this mega event. And boy, did it play out perfectly. After a suspenseful game, Kelsey's Chiefs scored a touchdown with three seconds remaining in overtime, making them Super Bowl champions. Then Taylor Swift appeared on the field and kissed Travis Kelsey the moment cameras from around the world were fiending for. One could say that one couldn't have written a better scenario. However, some also said that this, this scenario was actually written a long time ago. Yeah. Here's a look at what that. happened during Super Bowl 2024. In my last article titled 2024 Grammys, it had to be all about Taylor Swift. It just had to. I explained that exactly one week before the Super Bowl, Taylor Swift completely dominated the Grammy Awards and even broke a record. It was the perfect way to set the stage for a Super Bowl moment where she would garner all of the attention. 
the whole, during the Grammys, there was a controversial moment where Taylor Swift snubbed and ignored Celine Dion, one of the only artists who still massively outsell her. That whole interaction was symbolic. Quick timeout. Uh, do you remember the whole? You probably don't remember this. So I'll remind you. The whole reason Taylor Swift is on the like burst onto the scene was during the MTV Music Awards, where the anointed at the time heel slash bad guy was Kanye West, and, yeah, and he, he and went he out to take the award away. Tried to take to the Beyonce. award from Taylor Swift. <laughs> yes, and Taylor Swift was kind of a relatively unknown at that point. Was becoming more this this kind of burst burst around the stage. Kanye's a bad boy. Taylor's so innocent and cool. Here we go. She dominates at the Grammys onto the Super Bowl. But but by the way, Kanye was right. <laughs> Which what was? He's like, he's like, Taylor Swift's all right, but come on, come on. <laughs> we all know Beyonce should yeah. I know that you still claim you've never heard a Taylor Swift song, and having heard one the other day, uh, and then realizing that it was Taylor Swift as, as, the, as the credits rolled, I was like, there's no way, Brant, that uh, Andrew has not heard these songs. You just don't know it. No, just don't know no I, my claim is not that I've never heard them. It's just my that you claim. couldn't identify one. Is that you could say, Andrew, name one Taylor Swift song, or just tell me the lyrics from part of the song, <laughs> and I'll give you a thousand dollars. And I could not do it. If I honestly had to do it, I got I got shake it off. That's it. That's all I got. I got nothing else. But I have heard these songs. These songs are there. I try not to hear them, but they're there. I I mean I I have heard them. No, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, but it's it's just pervasive in the culture at this point. But anyway, well, he, here's where here's where I was wrong though. I thought that Taylor Swift was almost entirely a media hype creation, right? And you're changing your mind on that? No, here I kind of assumed that. I mean, I knew she had fans, right? Yeah, but I. My assumption was there are a lot of impressionable young girls. Yeah. Okay. In my real life, yeah, I can hear about ten different people talking. There's like a lot of cubicles. People are in support. People are in sales. There's a. She's a grown woman. She's older than I am. <laughs> obsessed with taylor swift yeah the the obsession is weird when you encounter it isn't it like obsessed leading up to the super bowl all but obsessed like all taylor swift things like how much money she has and how great she is and it's the strangest thing man it's it like, is it is strange. wait this is this is real this is yeah like people are actually buying into this thing bro i ended i found myself at one of the coolest bible studies i've ever been to it was like this huge group it's like 20 30 dudes and like like dude dudes like bearded like construction like dudes <laughs> and, uh there was some chit chat after the after or before the bible study or whatever and it was a super cool experience but you know running one of the biggest gruffest dudes he's got to outweigh me by like 50 pounds as tall as i am huge beard and he's like i was like what? you know his buddy asked hey what are you doing he's like you know i'm just really worried 
about if Taylor's going to make it to the game because, you know, she's in Japan right now. And no, she's no, no, now, no. Now, here's the thing, right? So he was totally joking. <laughs> okay, okay. And trying to make us laugh. But what he was saying was all new information to me, which told me that he knew it for some reason. I didn't know Taylor Swift had a show in Japan. I didn't know that they just didn't know that they was flying back. But I guess someone in his life had, had said these things to him. Yep. Yep. And so he was repeating it back to us for a laugh, which worked. But I was also kind of appalled, like, oh, gosh, why do I know all that now? <laughs> I just I hope I hope the Japanese fans get a full show before she has to fly back. And, you know, she'll be in time for the show, at least make it by halftime. And I was like, oh, man. Yeah, she she arrived like Thanks. 14 hours before the game started. Yeah, since so uh, we could ask our good friend James Corbett why that is, or even me, who's sailed across the Pacific Ocean, and that's because yeah, it's a different day over there. It's a different day. Yeah. Hours and hours. She basically ahead. had two days to make it. Yeah. 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 Yep. 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 But anyway, uh, onwards. Yeah. So you, you've experienced a Swifty. In real life, it's it's a it's a it's a thing, isn't it? It's jarring. It could be jarring, yeah. and I feel like I feel like I give a pass. If you haven't graduated high school yet, I'll give you a pass, and maybe even college. I give pass, but said lady at work, you gotta wonder what's going on. And I saw someone on Twitter with a with a mean tweet. They said uh, they asked their significant other who liked. So this guy asked his wife who likes Taylor Swift, but is not a huge fan. Like, Hey, can you tell me what is the draw? What, what is it? And her response, I think was gold. She said, she is a 30 year old woman who makes, ter- yeah. yeah. 30 year old woman who makes terrible decisions and acts like she is still, you know, a 15-year-old girl. <laughs> and in a world full of 30-year-old women making terrible decisions and acting like they're still 15-year-old girls, Taylor Swift reigns supreme. Okay. All right. It's a really mean thing to say. So I apologize to anybody out there who's a Swifty. Uh, but that's that's uh, those are the things I've heard. So, But uh, hearing that bearded guy tell me that there was a flight she had to make back. <laughs> I had this like moment where I was like, oh, this is hilarious. And then just like this horror, abject horror, like <sighs> he does actually know all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This was a, this was a hot, hot topic of conversation. Yeah. I mean, it's in it. And that's the point, right? Like that's the whole point. That's that maybe is the psyop. Like my wife turned to me. I don't know if it was the bills game or. Late, you know, after that, but <laughs> just like the, the Chiefs just, are going to win it all. <laughs> yeah, she just goes, Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl, and it's so stupid, and rolls her eyes and walked out. And I'm like, you, you don't know anything about football. You're, you're just a, <laughs> you're just a woman. You don't know. You can't tell me what to. Oh crap! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like, she was right. No, and, yeah, and then I start. It started to like sink in. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> she's. So somebody in our life well, life group was, you know, saying the same thing, like, "Oh, you know, hopefully, you know, Eminem will get a chance to be there for the Detroit will win, and then the Bills will win, and it'll be this awesome situation." It's like, nah, man, it's all Taylor yeah. Swift and the Pfizer vaccine all the way, bro. Yeah. And if, because I, I saw quite a few Chiefs games. 
Yeah. They were terrible most of the year. Yeah. They lost to the Raiders. Yep. They were bad. Mm-hmm. Offense was inept. Mm-hmm. They lost to the Bills in a very crucial game that kept the Bills alive to get, even get into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, set up the rematch. But, yeah, man. it's it, There was a Travis Kelsey. It wasn't in the Super Bowl. I think it was second round of the playoffs. He was so wide open. He's not a fast player anymore. Right. At his, at his age, by NFL standards. Right. You sure. know, normal sure. humans, sure, he's fast. Right. But he had, he, no one was within 15 yards of him. Right. I'm just like, how does how does that happen? He's huge and he's slow. <laughs> and he's the most obvious person that you guard if you're on defense. He, d- he doesn't I'm, he doesn't drop a ball thrown in his direction. So yeah, it's it felt a little like okay, we're gonna give Travis Kelsey the touchdown here, and and then you guys can start playing after that. It felt like that. I'm not saying it was, but um. But this Super Bowl thing with Travis Kelsey freaking out on Andy Reid, which I can't, like, he does a lot of freaking out, but I, I can't remember him freaking out on Andy Reid. I can't remember that. I can't remember anyone freaking out on Andy Reid. So you and I are both both kind of football heads. We're less and less so these days, but we both have a healthy respect for Andy Reid, who apparently by all standards is like, I think he's Mormon, but he's like the nicest guy. Like, extremely kind players coach like it's kind of a weird it's it's a kind of a bad look to 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 yeah and he he's screaming at him for taking him out of the game and then the backup tight end missed a block as if he would have made the block i don't know it's just dumb mm-hmm. and then uh AJ Brown receiver uh for the Eagles <laughs> Tweets out, if that was me, I would have been kicked out of the league. <laughs> Which AJ a. Brown, uh, African American, Travis Kelsey White, uh, that might have had something to do with this tweet. Um, and then w- the article goes on Weird fact, shortly after posting this tweet, it was claimed that AJ Brown's account was hacked, the go to excuse for those who backtrack on their opinions. Maybe he got a message from above saying, mind your business, AJ, this is bigger than you. Or, uh, as Mofax would say, the, the boulet phone <laughs> rang there. <laughs> In any other situation, the coach would have, at the very least, benched the player for the rest of the game. But that couldn't happen that day. Like Swift, Kelsey was above the law. He's a chosen one. He, did, he didn't need to show respect to anyone. Shows his ridiculous outfit coming in. Shows his Pfizer commercial. Um, he's got a massive elite back contract to honor. The Pfizer got yours. Look at the blue band-aid. While Kelsey is peddling vaccines and shoving coaches, Taylor Swift is overacting her butt off during the games for the cameras. It annoys most people, yet most people still want to see it. To make sure Taylor was there, government officials and two private jets were were put to work. She just had to be there. It was an international priority and she made it. And somehow they've made this highly anticipated event satanic. Yes. 
Uh, as stated above, Super Bowl 2024 was the most watched telecast in history, and it was due to Taylor Swift. So when the camera inevitably cut to her, this is what a no- record number of people saw. Ice Spice. Uh, Swift was chilling with Ice Spice, formerly called Isis, I believe, who happened to wear a massive inverted cross around her neck. Uh, the word ac- the word across the industry is that Ice Spice is an industry plant, and she was definitely planted next to Taylor Swift that day. The goal to have a big, fat, satanic cross broadcast in living rooms across the world. Uh, Alex Moss was the designer. As usual, the disinformation site Snopes fact-checked the inverted cross. However, faced with the irrefutable facts, Snopes had to backtrack and confirm the inverted cross. It's, yeah, the, I mean, it's just a little too long to to completely say it, but it's also too long in the right spot to to deny it, right? Like, like it just leaves a little... Yep. Yeah. Uh, during the game, Ice Spice also made sure to throw up the devil horn sign when the camera was on her. Yeah, that look at that. That is a crazy moment too, because those devil horns. I don't think I could make them that succinctly. And the way she yeah. does it, it's almost like she's like casting a spell, like raising them up and then touching her collar. It's just very strange. So cam- camera pans to them. Mm-hmm. Taylor Swift taps the blonde girl or whoever that is next to her. They start chugging beer. I don't know. Is that? I don't know why, but whatever. Because like, Travis cool. Kelsey, like Super Bowl for like bro. like Travis Kelsey's brother or whatever. Like this is what the, the normal only, the only peasants like- do is they chug beer like crazy. Okay. The only likable character in this whole play is, is Travis Kelsey's brother. And then uh, Ice Spice mm-hmm. throws up the devil horns, like brings him up, like. All right, so the inverted cross is the main symbol of Satan. Back to the article. And as explained in countless articles, it is worn by occult elite pawns to show that they've sold their souls. The fact that Ice Spice wore it with Taylor Swift during the biggest TV event of all time blatantly tells us that this is all occult elite shenanigans. If that wasn't enough, right above the inverted cross is a Balenciaga logo. You know, the brand that launched a full-on pedophilic ad campaign not too long ago. Why are people still wearing that brand? And are they trying to say that they support pedos? Uh, it goes back to Beyonce. Other than- yes, they were. <laughs> Other than Ice Spice and Taylor Swift, Beyonce was another star who was at the Grammys and who continued the hype train to the Super Bowl. At the Grammys, Beyonce's outfit signals that she is now a cowgirl for like a couple of weeks. While Usher performed at the halftime show, Beyonce stole his thunder by announcing a new album during the Super Bowl. Also, she starred in a surprise Verizon commercial. Of course, everything was symbolic. And it shows a very... um, The Verizon commercial features Beyonce AI. Get it? Beyonce AI? Oh, yeah. Mm. A robot version of the singer through her career. Bay has been likened to the, to the character of Maria from the movie Metropolis, one of the cult elite's favorite movies. Bay also re- released a visualizer for the song Texas Hold'em, which consists of a short video loop that manages to pack a lot of symbolism. In Texas Hold'em, a big decorative thingy hides one of her eyes, effectively creating a one-eye sign. Also notice, notice her hands doing the Baphomet thing. As if that wasn't enough weird satanic crap for a football game, Kanye West 
arrived at the Super Bowl looking like this. Connie wore a black mask on which was glued a figure of a crucified Jesus. Oh, yeah. Numerous times. Connie's version of Christianity is actually pseudo-satanic. Yeah, cue the burning church there. Uh, After all this nonsense, the Chiefs won. In my last article, I described the theory uh, predicting that the Chiefs would win the Super Bowl, which would prime Taylor Swift for a major political move. (laughs) There's a uh, Vivek Ramaswamy tweet, which I wasn't aware of. I wonder who's going to win the Super Bowl next month. This is uh, uh, from January 29th. And I wonder if there's a major presidential endorsement coming from an artificially culturally propped up couple this fall. Just some wild speculation over here. Let's see how it ages over the next eight months. Before the Super Bowl, Vivek claimed that the Swift-Kelsey couple was fake and that the Super Bowl would be rigged. Some believe that the ultimate goal of this scenario is for Taylor Swift to endorse Joe Biden in the upcoming elections. Well, the Chiefs won. Then the official account of Joe Biden posted this creepy tweet after the Super Bowl. What so in the world? What is Joe, what is up with this tweet? Like this, <laughs> so, this is like it's like is this real? I mean, it's are we? Is it a compare? <laughs> it, it's like a parody of, of reality at this point. Go ahead. Joe Biden's account posted a dark Brandon meme with the caption "Just like we drew it up." So it's like the red eyes. It's kind of like the Bitcoin eyes, but it's red instead of green. But it's red. Yeah, and it said "Just like we drew it up." <laughs> <laughs> Just like we drew it up. Yeah. Which it kind of implies that this whole thing was scripted, doesn't it? I mean, it's just... When I show yeah, that, that to my wife, she's like, are, so they, are, is this like just trying to make people mad at this point? Is that because she, that's what she, that's how she saw it? Well, it's like, oh, look, like, look, look how funny and cool Joe Biden is joking about it. Yeah, but... Oh, I didn't even get that. I just thought... And then, and then the other... The, well, see, I had this conversation with my wife and she said... But but we all know he's not running his own Twitter account anyway. So who's posting this crap? Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we definitely know that this is not this is quote Joe Biden's Twitter account. Yeah, we don't even know that Joe Biden is operating his own skin at this point. This is yeah, very much in doubt. Are you a, are you a Joe Biden's wearing a mask type of guy? Oh, I think he's been I think he's been dead since the whole stroke thing during the campaign. They just it's a weekend at Bernie's. Just, just yeah, they they had to keep him in the basement long enough to get the doubles, yeah, geared up and yeah. Andrew, he's got hairy legs, <laughs> and the kids like to come up and smash yep. it down and watch it pop, pop back up. Yeah, that that Joe is gone. <laughs> So as amazing as it was, Scranton, Pennsylvania. It's my I learned from my dad. He was a Heisman Trophy winner at Yale. Uh, The amazingly talented uh, politician who had to drop out after in the eighties showed that he plagiarized and was getting like three percent in polls in the eighties. And then somehow, magically, everyone likes him. Maybe because of Kamala Harris, who even less people like as his running mate. That makes perfect sense. All right. Uh, So, in conclusion, Super Bowl 2024 was basically a circus. It started with the buffoon wearing the big shoulder pads and tight pants, comically shoving an old man. Meanwhile, a blonde songstress made funny faces next to a red-haired clown who wore a giant inverted cross. 
Then another songstress attempted to sell her stale merchandise to the crowd by dressing up as a satanic cowgirl. During the intermission, the entertainers wore shiny suits and repeatedly yelled, Yeah, for several minutes. The crowd was very pleased. Later, a masked creep entered the stadium with Jesus Christ on his face. At his side, his zombie girlfriend walked silently with a blank stare on her face. In the end, the hero and his princess won the big game and they kissed passionately. Then the president of the world emerged from his sarcophagus with glowing red eyes and told the world that he planned the whole thing. So, there you go. This is a pretty good article, I thought. Yeah, yeah. All right, I got a, I got a clip. Uh, the gentleman compares Taylor Swift taking the, the kids for a ride, uh, getting them to be fans of her, and then taking her to the switch taylor switch uh switch to being a witch and and uh and examples that he kind of came up with to uh, back that claim so taylor swift is finally showing you guys who she truly is and you're still not paying attention huh she literally called herself a witch in this tweet billboard chart says this is a song for all the lonely witches y'all think they're just putting on an artistic act this woman was on tour going state to state doing live rituals on stage. And nobody's paying attention to it, huh? You're that brainwashed. Pitchforks and proof. They're free seats and green signs. They're burning all the witches even if you aren't one. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a serpent behind her. Y'all waking up yet? Last week's sweetheart has turned to this week's witch. In that video, she was acting like she was in hell. So yeah, last week's sweetheart has turned to this week's witch in hell. But are you catching on yet? So a witch in front of a serpent. Let's go deeper, ladies and gentlemen. Isn't it interesting that Taylor Swift looks exactly like Zena LaVey? Who is Zena LaVey, you might ask? She's Anton LaVey's daughter. Anton LaVey was the founder of the Satanic Church. And his daughter, Zena LaVey, was a high priestess for Satan. Safe to say she was a witch. Oh, how the resemblance is remarkable. So America's sweetheart blew up being America's sweetheart, but now she's trying to make it cool to be a witch. Hmm, why is that? Well, I said it before, you do not get this big without certain contracts being signed. They got her right where they wanted her just so they can turn her around so she can manipulate the youth. The kids love Taylor Swift, but instead of being a great role model that she built her fan base off of, now she wants to be a witch. Y'all see the switch? And this isn't something new. Billie Eilish with children. Building a fan base with children. Then all of a sudden she made a song called All the Good Girls Go to Hell. Now this is your Billie. Now this is your Billie. And all the brainwash would call it artistic. Little Nas X built a fan base off of children. They blew this man up out of nowhere. Then what happened? Out of nowhere he switched. Next thing we know, he's sliding from heaven into hell. Even gave him his own satanic shoe. They had 666 on him. Also, Luke 1018, the verse in the Bible where Satan fell like lightning. So do you guys see the comparison? Do you guys see the pattern? 
Do you guys see who they're after? They're after the youth. Because if they can control the youth, they can control the future. Y'all might have thought she was America's sweetheart. But my Bible says even Satan himself masquerades like an angel of light. Stop listening to these artists and stop letting your children listen to these artists. Little do you know you are allowing demonic spirits to come into your household. Because when you play that nonsense, you are coming into agreement with that nonsense. Your eyes and your ears are portals. What you let into them is what you're coming into agreement with. 2024, let's be smarter. Let's be more wise. If it's not glorifying God, cut it off. God bless you. All right, I thought that was good. I I just can't bring myself to believe that Taylor Swift is Anton LaVey's daughter's clone, I think it has to be, because she's too old, so... I don't know. That that's a little that's a little far for me, but the rest of that I thought was pretty pretty oh, interesting I, stuff. I mean, I know some people are saying that. I don't know if that's what he was saying though. He just said he she looked a lot like her. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Which I mean, she does. It, it could, she does. It, she does. She does. Especially, you know, if you take the one picture and the, the one other picture and Yeah, the, yeah. those the same two pictures always beside yeah. each other. I think we're hurting for pictures on LeVay. But uh, that could be part of the reason for the Taylor Swift op, though. What's that? Because she looks like her. Yeah, I mean, who knows at this point? The op is just the. I'm curious. Says the op is the op, just to get people to try and figure out why. Well. Yeah, I mean, but it, there's more to it than that because it's, I mean, it's been going on for a long time. It's this a lot of, a, yeah. It's not something that started this year. No, no, it's something that <clears throat> I've talked about this before. You know, the reason InSync and Backstreet Boys broke all of the major record sales was not because those were amazing albums by amazing singers. The reason InSync and Backstreet Boys broke all of those album sales records is because that was about the moment that the music industry realized that if they targeted young women, uh, teenage women, teenage girls who live at home, they were targeting a market that had nothing but, you know, disposable income. Disposable income. income. <laughs> And that was the moment that they decided, hey, we're going to, this is how we're going to, we're going to milk this cow. And I think Taylor Swift is a product of, of that same machine years down the road. And so they are milking that cow and continuing to. Um, and I, you know, one of the things he said in that video that I definitely agree with, we've talked about on the show, you know, you, you get up in those hundred million dollar earnings and you got to take, you got to take the deal. You got to, yep. At some yep. point, at some point, you got to take the deal. You got to eat the baby. You got to do, let the, you know, let a, a close relative or friend die. You got to do something. Whatever and, it is. Yeah. Whatever it is. Uh, MC Hammer fell into obscurity and still tweets at people that he didn't take the deal. And that's why he's unknown. But there are people out there who took the deal. And, and those people, uh, yeah. As a matter of fact, if, 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 you don't know probably anything about this, but the uh, rapper named Pop Smoke, I think this is the anniversary of his death, like today or yesterday. 
And there's a lot of evidence that he was, that, that was, there's some weird, weird stuff going on with that one. There's somebody with him when he gets murdered. They both knew they were going to die that night. I don't know. Felt like somebody, hmm. felt like somebody sold their soul on that deal too. But anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on with Taylor. I wish it was just, uh, I, I wish that it wasn't as dark as it appears to be. Yeah, that's that's what I'll yeah. that's that's how I'll say that. And I don't care enough to go any further to prove myself right or wrong. I just have a hunch, and it wasn't helped by uh, somebody sitting next to her throwing up devil horns with an upside down <laughs> cross. Oh, no. Doesn't help the case. It doesn't help the case at all. And it's it, it, somebody pointed out to me like, hey, you know, take a look at uh, shoot, what's that guy's name? Hey, Hammer, the Forty Nine er. Green witch, green hammer, green greenway, the linebacker that got hurt. Yeah. yeah, just just running off the sideline. Running off the side. It's just weird. You got somebody in the stands throwing up devil horns, so all the satanic stuff going on. And we have the opposing team just you know, blowing out ACLs on like a run off the sideline. I mean it just yeah, a, he he uh he t- yeah, he tore his Achilles yeah. running onto the field after a punt. Yeah. When the next the next play was literally uh, three minutes away because you got to have the three minute commercial break. Yeah, but he's you know excited, kind of bouncing up and down, and then he goes to take off onto the field, and there goes the Achilles. So I see all this evidence of strange spiritual stuff going on, and then uh, not so hidden devil horns, and then we got players, you know, tearing their Achilles running onto the field. I just, I just, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with it. Um, I'm definitely not on the Anton LaVey's daughter's clone as Taylor Swift, and it's all a secret satanic plot, but I'm definitely not a, there's nothing going on. She's just a a sweet, innocent soul with no talent that's made it this far. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) It still doesn't make sense to me, right? I mean, it's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know either, man. Kind of wild. Le- who who's the more talented singer, Lacey Sturm or Taylor Swift? I don't know who Lacey Sturm is. Sorry. What? Who is it? You don't know who Lacey Sturm is? No. Well, who's the more talented singer, Alicia Keys or Taylor Swift? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's- Alicia Keys was out there. She she can sing. And she can actually play an instrument. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So anyway. Yeah, I don't know, man. And the other thing and that cracks me up is there, it seems like, I don't know. I'm not going to claim I'm some secret. Isn't there a body language lady on YouTube? Somebody should check in. I'm not going to claim I'm some body language guru or anything. But every time I see Travis around her, it seems like he couldn't be less interested. <laughs> it, just, it all just looks staged. It's just. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, leaking a story that you're going to get engaged on your one year anniversary. <laughs> like, what? What, what they, is the point of that? I don't know. That happened? I didn't even know about that. So you get like two engagement stories? You're like engaged to be engaged? Like, what is that? <laughs> it's the, well, I don't know. Is it worse than. People, is it worse than the obsession with British royalty? No. Yeah, I think that's worse. 
it, it's worse in the in, in the U.S. I think I think if, I think we'll give the the Brits a pass. <laughs> no, I'm I'm talking about Americans who are obsessed with British. Yeah, like, the worst, the worst. I think I think that makes Absolutely even less the sense worst. Than the Taylor Swift thing. Yeah, one hundred percent agree. Absolutely, yeah. yes, the worst. But I don't know, man. Kind of a kind of a weird deal. I'm kind of disappointed we talked about it this long, but it does feel like there's a spiritual aspect, so we had to touch on it. You know? Yeah. But yeah, it's kind of weird. We can just we, move on. We really didn't do a whole lot of football talk this no, year. So almost, almost none. It's just that when my wife calls it, you know, divisional weekend or you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah, it wasn't even con- yeah divisional wasn't even conference games she's like yeah so this is what's gonna and i'm starting thinking about it, I'm like yeah I, I guess i didn't see the forest for the trees like the 20 million dollars might have just been the payout like here just go along with this here's 20 million dollars right. do this commercial and this is what we're gonna do it, it wasn't just the pfizer commercial travis kelsey is on a ridiculous number of commercials is he? Yeah. Like big, big money. I, I don't mean things. to be rude. I haven't heard him talk very often, but he doesn't seem like the brightest person. No. <laughs> no. No one has ever con- no one's ever uh talked about how astute <laughs> and wise Travis Kelsey is. Which, you know, it's kinda like Gronk, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Yep. He's kind of the, oh, gosh. the new Gronk. I saw a clip recently. But Gronk, Gronk is, yeah, far Gronk more is likeable, Gronk, though. But. Like, everybody, every, you, what you see is what you get. You know, I don't think Gronk could do could pull this off. Gronk, Gronk just, you know, sells uh, gambling websites. And he does some other stuff. But at least he didn't try to sell me a Pfizer vaccine. I, I'm with you, 100%. I'm with you on that. The Pfizer vaccine is not... Not on Gronk's pay pay structure. Yeah. So, well, there it is. Even Shaq is not on Pfizer commercials. And Shaq will endorse anything. I see heart. (laughs) He does. When I get pain in my back, I throw the icy heart on there. (laughs) They say it's the best. Stuff that he can't possibly be getting. He he might actually like doing commercials because he's on stuff that's so obscure that he's probably not even getting paid that much. Like, whatever, man, I'll do it. I'll, I just film this commercial for 10 minutes. You're going to pay me money. I'll take it. Well, didn't we, didn't we talk about this? He invested in ring doorbells. Shaq did? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually, I was okay. talking about this with my boss. He was a big Shaq fan. So Shaq has a couple of interesting stories. One of them, he but he spent like $600,000 in a day. He or No, it was almost a million. He bought a, a Mercedes S Class, I think it was a Maybach, and the the sales salesman at the Mercedes dealership was like, "Can you afford these cars?" And just to make it just to make him mad, he bought three: one for his dad, <laughs> one for his brother, and one for him. Shortly after that, he runs into a, a financial advisor, hires him, and stops making mistakes like buying a million dollars worth of cars in a day. Which I thought was, that's <laughs> one of my favorite stories of Shaq. The other one is. When he was young, he got in a fight, and he. That's really- a that's not a Shaq story. That's a 
sales legend story. No, absolutely. Are you sure you can afford this, sir? I'll buy three. It's like, <laughs> oh, no, don't throw me in the briar pad. <laughs> <laughs> absolute, absolute legend. He retired that day, never to be seen again. Sold three Maybachs in a day. Yeah, the other ones, he gets he gets in a fight. Shaq gets in a fight as a kid, and he really hurts somebody. And he re- he realizes like, hey, I got two options here. I could be, uh, I can hurt people, or I can make them laugh. I can I could do either one, and decide to try and make people laugh. Just a good Shaq story. But the other one is he goes and gets. I can't. I should find the clip. But he goes and gets a, a security system installed. Or, you know, gets a quote and they quote him and they, hey, hey, it's this much. Hey, it's this much. He's like, get out of my house. I ain't paying you that. Get out of here. It's ridiculous. And then he goes and he buys a ring and he sets it up himself and, you know, has it running in a, within a couple hours. And he reaches, he, he's like, who is this? Who, who owns this thing? He reaches out to him. And he's like, I want to put $50 million into your company. <laughs> <laughs> and puts a big puts a big stake share like stakehold into the company when it's pretty young. So uh yeah, I think, that paid off. I think Shaq's doing all right now. So not not that we were ever worried about Shaq's well, the, bottom line. That, that's why I'm saying he must actually enjoy doing the stupid commercials yeah, because he it's not he, I don't he doesn't he need the to. money. Yeah. He needs to. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's a funny clip. He goes and he gets two people to come over to his house and give him an estimate on his on a uh, security system at his house. And neither one, he's like, "Get out of here! It's ridiculous." And then hooks up the ring camera himself. He's like, "I need to get some money into this thing." So, yeah, I just realized I didn't know this before, but I, I didn't. I just learned this the last couple of weeks. Did you know the ring guy was on Shark Tank? No, I didn't realize that he pitched to Shark Tank. And they told him it was a terrible idea and sent him packing. Oh, really? You didn't get a deal? <laughs> no. Wow. And huh. his net worth is like, at this point, $24 billion or something. Yeah. You, you know he, what? He came back and sat down at Shark Tank. I never would have went back, by the way. But he's like, yep, well, well welcome back. It, it was a terrible idea for human privacy and decency. But yeah. Uh, as far as a money-making business, very good idea. Oh, it's a brilliant idea. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's something that is not great for humanity or privacy. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's awesome for everything, like, as far as making money. Yeah. And it's easy to install. Like, you hook it up yourself, put it on Wi-Fi, and boom, you're there all the way done. Yep. And, it, and it came out at a time where, you know, these home monitoring companies, home security companies are wanting – you know, thousand dollar install plus a monitoring fee. It's like, what in the world am I paying for here? Just monitor it to my phone. I'll make a decision on how to, what to do. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, or or the uh, police. Uh, you know, when they're tapped into it, or yeah, whatever government agency tapped into it, they'll make the decision on what to do with that yep. information. That's so. right. That's right. All right, uh, before we get too far away from the vaccine thing, uh, I've got a Rand Paul clip. Um, Well, I'll just, it doesn't need any setup. All right. So I travel to Washington every week from Bowling Green, Kentucky, where I live, and then I return at the end of the week, and I've been married 33 years as of last week, 
And I get home and I think, you know, when I knock on the door, my wife lets me in, I think, well, she'll have my slippers, maybe a hug and a kiss, <laughs> maybe a martini. And you know what I usually get when I get home? I open the door and you know what she says to me? How come Anthony Fauci's not in jail yet? <laughs> But it's not for lack of trying. I've referred him twice to the Department of Justice, but there is this guy over there, um, the Attorney General, Merrick Garland, who may be the most partisan Attorney General we've had. Uh, there used to be some sense of distance between the Attorney General and Presidents in politics, but I think there is no longer. And uh, we have the proof. We'd submitted the proof. Essentially, Anthony Fauci, in his own words, has admitted the truth. He lied in Congress, which is a felony, and we have the proof. It's in his own emails. It's in his own words. But if you look back in time and you want to know when the cover-up began, when the conspiracy began, it really began January 31st of 2020. The virus had only been out a couple weeks in China. The Chinese were still saying, oh, it's not right, transmitted by, between humans. I, this was months I thought I grabbed a shorter version of that. I was excited where we were going from January 31st. What happened? Well, uh, the conspiracy started a lot, bef- quite a while before January 31st. But uh, yeah, that's the. But uh, I like Kelly Paul saying, why oh, isn't Anthony Fauci? Hello, Rand. Welcome home. Why isn't Anthony Fauci in jail yet? <laughs> it's a question that. Uh, Most of America you know, shouldn't be asking. Yeah, never forget. Yeah. A little more important than Taylor Swift, but... Uh, did you watch the uh, Fake News Awards? I have not seen the Fake News Awards yet. Uh, okay, well, I can't refer to it, but if you haven't, people should. No, go ahead, go ahead. You can refer to it. No, it's got some... Uh, <laughs> I guess you just call everything AI now, so you know the thing where you dub in different voices okay with the with the footage of someone talking they've got some of that with anthony fauci yeah it's it's funny <clears throat> definitely worth watching um and james you know he he gives out dinos yep. the, the dinosaurs you know because the dinosaur media Meaning like old and extinct media. Never existed. Wait, what? But but the added layer that he did unintentionally is yeah, you've got the the fake dinosaurs on the for the fake news awards. It's perfect. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Um I'll say this about that. There was a uh there was a website. I think it was coltstate.com. We talked about this, gosh, four years ago. It was 2020, I think, the last time we brought, I brought this up. Uh, nobody go to that website. It's a bad idea. There's a lot of weirdness related to, like, Isaac Cappy and supposedly this elusive, you know, several hundred grand, gigabytes of data that proves all these uh, – Politicians are pedophiles and everything else. You know, uh, McAfee claimed to have been, you know, have gotten a hold of this file and there's a USB or something. Anyway, but it ends at this website, coldstate.com. There's a bunch of uh, 
bunch of screenshots of different conversations, people talking about uh, blackmail and blackmail material. And one of the concerns of one of the people writing on this website is that the uh, value of blackmail material as technology progresses is going to plummet. And I was just thinking about this on the way home the other day, but we're there. If they release some sort of like crazy Epstein video of, let's just say, somebody nobody likes. Hillary Clinton was caught abusing a child on Epstein Island. It would have, they would immediately say, ah, oh, no, this is, this is AI. And that would be it. It would be gone. They've actually hit that point yet. Well, because Adobe has the AI detection thing, right? So they just get to Adobe to come out and say like, oh yeah, you know, we analyzed it and it's definitely AI. Yeah. They've, they've set all the infrastructure up for that. Yep. But Kind of the problem, though, is that the AI stuff still, you could still tell. It's the uncanny valley thing. They haven't totally fixed that. And so you, I don't know, in a lot of cases, you could still tell. So even if they tell you something's not real, if eh, I'm pretty sure that's real or vice versa. Yeah, maybe that's true. But, I mean, we're getting close, and I think that's the goal that you did. Yeah. But if that if that stuff was going to leak, it would have leaked already? I don't know. But it's convenient well, it's convenient now and I think and it's not so much uh to 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 convince us it may be just um um like big state actors, you know, different uh right. you know, it, supposedly Epstein worked for Israel, you know, you got all these different countries. Uh, intelligence agencies working against each other, blackmailing each other. You know, if if these sort of things, you know, lose their value because AI has advanced so much, I mean, it's gonna it's gonna give somebody a, a strategic advantage somewhere, right? Yeah. Well, because the blackmail thing, though, because you're still blackmailable because you know it's real. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's so, true. that's a good point. And it, I think part of it isn't the threatening to release it publicly. I mean, it, like it, Bill Clinton could probably care less, right? I mean, it's like whatever. Right. But it's the idea is, look, we were able to get this footage, meaning like we can get to you at any time. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of the the overall blackmail message. Hmm. So, you know, or like, uh, so you want some more of that, uh, rum does president Trump, or are you ready to play ball? Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. I got a different clip. You want to get off vaccines now? Yep. There is a podcast called the Whatever Podcast. Have you ever heard of this podcast? No. Never listen. Ever. It's two things. Nobody go to that website I mentioned and nobody listen to this podcast. <laughs> Don't think about a pink elephant. Yeah. In the snow. Oh, no. Oh, no, Andrew. <laughs> anyway, this uh, this podcast is like, it's it's a couple of guys, one in particular, who was just kind of 
dissecting the current state of affairs with dating and relationships in the male-female situation. So there are weird, raunchy moments, and there are actually enlightening moments, but it's a lot of kind of the, the most frequent guests are at least two to three, you know, scantily clad uh, OnlyFans models, you know. And then this is where we get some of the figures where people, the guys just ask them like, hey, how much are you clearing? Whatever. And they're making crazy amounts of money, like hundreds of thousands of dollars a month, like millions and millions of dollars. But anyway, uh, they had this girl on this last week and she was not, she wasn't scantily, she was, but she was on the other side of the table with the questionnaire she had some similar views to to him, uh, but uh, and some similar views to the girls. But she had this moment of brilliance, which is you know when you get in these. I guess it's a pig wrestling a pig. You know, never wrestle a pig because both get dirty and the pig likes it. <laughs> you know the uh, in one of these situations. Anyway, uh, she had some real wisdom feminism, the pill, the sexual revolution, and I think OnlyFans and porn is sort of the end stage culmination of that cultural shift. And when you guys sit there and say, I feel so empowered by doing this, I do it because I love sex. I know you may think that, but there are forces that are a lot more powerful than any of us here. There are corporations that want you to be sitting there and saying that because they want you to buy into this narrative because they are intent on the destruction of Western civilization and the way that they have always done this empirically, whether it's socialism, communism, Marxism, has been going after the family unit. And what you guys do is detrimental to the family unit. Shots fired. I just love shagging. I love that. Love that last part. I just love shagging. So anyway, uh, yeah, she nailed it. And I never really thought of porn or uh, OnlyFans as a uh, a a way to subvert the like Western society, but it really is. I mean, we're seeing more and more of these kind of stories on social media and, and other places of these women are like addicted to OnlyFans, like the amount of money they make from it is, is just, you know, off the charts. So it's, it's, it's not, not good. Not, not good. That plus Tinder and sexual revolution, everything. I think it's, it's all bad, but a, a way to uh, kind of destroy Western society from the inside out. Yeah, I would say so. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, this, the simps are not, uh, yeah, it's it's a bad scene. Paul Joseph Watson does quite a bit of stuff on that whole scene. Oh, good, good, it's pretty good. I, sh- I should check his stuff out. I haven't I haven't seen him in a while. I wonder if the algorithm has decided I should not be allowed to. Yeah, probably. It's uh, he's got some unapproved thoughts there. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is uh unfort it's unfortunate, man. Gosh, the whole OnlyFans thing is Well I mean uh, I'm so thankful not to have been a youth during everyone, COVID. Everyone says this. Yeah. And and now, especially now. Yeah. I, I ran into somebody uh who recently uh got divorced 
and they were telling me about the dating world. And they said that one of the things that people don't talk about and that a lot of people don't know, for instance, you and I wouldn't know, um, but people are having a hard time staying married because once you know these tools exist, like OnlyFans or, or Tinder especially, where you could just easily just, you know, within a day find somebody else to go on a date with, it kind of makes it hard to commit. So hmm. I never yeah. thought of that either. You know, that's something that we don't know because we didn't ever experience that sort of deal. I mean, you know, match.com was like in its infancy when, <laughs> when I was still dating. And I think, you know, those were just kind of coming in vogue, but there was no apps or anything like that. So right. yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's a whole new world now, but yeah, I never thought about that. The, it makes sense though. If you have, the ability to just swipe a bunch of times, match with somebody and meet up in a couple hours to, you know, do what have you. I, I can understand how that would, that would uh, erode the marriage somehow. You know, if things start getting hard, you don't have a you know, Christ, Judeo Christian beliefs, don't actually take your vows seriously. Like, ah, forget this. Let's let me get out of here. Go do something else. And that's, that's kind of, it's kind of wild, man. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> um, a, f- a firmly anti OnlyFans podcast here. You are, oh, Andrew. Don't take <laughs> such a don't don't speak for me. Take such a <laughs> take such a strong stance on something. Don't even consult me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think one of the reasons that they would have to subvert the United States from within uh, and to end the empire by uh, perverse, exploiting the perverse sexual nature is because you can't just attack them. Starting, I, I found this to be kind of fascinating. This is the top f- five or nine uh, countries and uh, amount of guns owned. Any idea? Uh, any idea who number one is, Andrew? <laughs> I've got an idea. Yeah. Any idea? <laughs> yeah, it's good. it's it's worth it's only so it's less what? than a minute. It's worth the punchline. So go ahead. And that's on a per capita basis. Hundred right? per one hundred. So per one hundred people, how many guns? Yeah. Would I be? curious if you just took the total number of guns mm-hmm. and then just had u.s states versus other countries <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting that would be super interesting <laughs> yeah you get the gist of this video but i'm gonna i'm gonna give it to us anyway here we go off at the 10th position we have iraq with 30 firearm per 100 people Moving on to the ninth place, we have Iran with 31, Switzerland at number 8 with 32 firearms. Moving upwards at number 7, Uruguay with 32.5 per 100 people. Finland with 33 firearms secures its place in the 6th position. Reaching to the top 5, New Zealand at 5 with 34.5 firearms. Cyprus at the 4th place with 37 firearms. At 3rd place, it's Serbia with 38 firearms. At number two, it's Republic of Yemen, with staggering 55 firearms per 100 people. However, at the top of the list, it's the land of free liberty and democracy, the United States with 120 firearms per 100. 
making Americans the most armed people in the world. America! 120 per 100. <laughs> the so, rest of the top 10, aside from Yemen, was still in the 30s. Yeah. Yeah, and Yemen is a war zone. Every day, all day, all the yeah. time. Yeah. So I, a friend of mine uh, sent me a text over the weekend. He's like, hey, are you doing anything Sunday night? I'm like, nope. Not doing anything. He's like, well, supposed to go to a uh, Aaron Weber comedy show. Uh, it, supposed to take his wife, but their kid was sick. So she was going <laughs> to, she wouldn't leave the kid. So anyway, I got a free ticket to go see Aaron Weber, who I hadn't heard of, but he was very funny. But the uh, the guy opening for him, Zach Townsend, I think is his name. And he, he told it. He told the joke, uh, which was, um, he's like, "Oh, you know, I don't get political. You know, I think people should be able to have abortions and should be able to have guns, but you know, probably shouldn't have more than five of either." And <laughs> no one laughed. Yeah, he's like I should not have told that joke here. He, he said that. <laughs> Yes, he said I should not have told that joke in Oklahoma. No, and, and the curious part is, I'm sure there are lots of people offended by the the abortion side of the joke, but yeah. uh, many more so. Oh yeah, a, every guy yeah. in the room is thinking like, "Well, I got more than five. Minutes. What are you saying? What are you saying, boy? Better go back to Nashville." <laughs> no one laughs. Yeah, I like it. I like so, it. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Not more than five guns? I don't think you need more than five. <laughs> uh, he just said I shouldn't have told that joke here. Yeah, he said like right after. I would have died. Oh my gosh, I died. that that got the laugh was when he said I should have told that joke here. But yeah, <laughs> people actively counting. All yeah. of a sudden, you lose the eyeballs <laughs> yeah. and they're looking up. <laughs> so, yeah, it was. It was funny. It was, it was a good. It was. It was funny though. Aaron. Aaron. I don't know if you've ever heard him, but I haven't. He's not super well known, but he'll. Sure. You know, he'll be on Rogan in like two years, and then everybody everyone know. will have. Yep. Well, what do you say? Do we thank some people? Is it time? Is that time? We gotta, we gotta do something here. Yeah, let's thank some people. Gotta get some sleep. I know. I, it's time to go to bed, man. Revelations Radio. I'll do the thing. You open the spreadsheet. You're muted. Did you leave? Am I by myself? All right. Well, either way, ladies and gentlemen, you'll notice. No, I'm I'm here. I was opening the spreadsheet. Oh, there you go. Either way, guys, you will notice I have not read an I, ad. I still have the old one. There's it has it has months. Oh gosh. Yeah.
Now I'm going to have to read it too. All right. As you'll have noticed, I have not read any ads. Andrew, Andrew has not given any ads, although we, we should give an ad because Andrew needs to sell some products, but we won't because we <laughs> don't accept ads. We only accept value for value for our podcast. So without further ado, let me open the spreadsheet. Let me see if I can share this with you, Andrew. Could be oh, but we've we've tried this game before. You don't even know the email address of the account that I need to share it with. No, I I don't think no. You know the email address? Let me see. See if I could share. Come it's on. Revelations Radio News co host or whatever. RN co host. Yep, that's it. Andrew RN co host. That's it. Let's go. People you have access to this. As an editor. So, anyway. We won't wait for that, though. We'll, we'll get right into it. So, what do we got here? First off, without opening the spreadsheet, I bet Andrew could do it, though. Danny from Medford with $25. Danny from Medford with $25. Thank you very much. Danny, thank you for being such a, a, a stalwart. Is it stalwart? 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 Stalwart. Yeah. yeah. Be careful. Reno will get you. For what? Met. If you mess anything up. As far as the English language? Yeah. I ain't scared of no Reno. Reno can't. He can he can he can come at me all he wants. Man is a, a wealth of knowledge in all subjects, but uh I am not scared of him. So anyway, uh what do we got? Next up, Ricky gives and go sent us ten dollars. Thank you, Ricky. Uh Penny. From Mesa, Arizona, and PayPal sent us $20. Thank you again, Penny. Uh, Jeremy from Parts Unknown continues his donation. Thank you, Sir Jeremy. Uh, our friend Celeste out from Henderson, Nevada gave us $10 on Buy Me a Coffee. I think that equates to two coffees. And then we have the Garden City Ranchers coming through PayPal with 56 68. And they said this was a reference to the occult Super Bowl. So 5668. Hmm. Do we know what that means yet, Andrew? Any guesses? You're muted. No, not the 68 part. No. But 5668. Hmm. All right. Then we have uh, Ricky or Rick. From North Dakota, sent $10. That's a new donation. First new person we've had in a while there. Rick from North Dakota, $10. And then, of course, you speak of the devil, Reno from somewhere in Texas with $25. Thank you, Reno. Uh, so, Rick, the only one who saw fit to uh, be the first-time donor this last time. So, we appreciate Rick from North Dakota. Yes, and, and everyone else as well. Thank you very much. Absolutely. appreciate all of those people. I should probably look up Garden City Ranchers' email, see what they said about it. Do, 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 do. So should I have gotten an email from you sharing that item? Man, I don't know how this works. This is, this is Google. You just I, don't, I don't see it in, in my sheets. I don't see it in my email. Weird. Well, it's been shared. It's been shared. You're you're shared. 
All right. I, I could try to send you a link or something. I don't. I don't feel like doing it on the show. It literally no, says fine. you're shared with this person. So it says shared with rrncohost at gmail.com. That rrncohost at gmail.com is not only shared, but also an editor. So there you go. Uh, Dear Tim and Andrew, my winning with witchcraft Super Bowl donation could be found in the PayPal bucket. (laughs) I (laughs) I don't wish to make light of the amount, but rather shed light on it. I'm afraid I can't put the trophy... I can't put the trophy for this one on my shelf, even though it makes up for losing to Tom Brady's wife a couple years ago. <laughs> That's a great one. Oh, yeah. 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 I happen yeah. to believe that witchcraft Giselle is... Giselle the witch. Yeah. I happen to believe that A, witchcraft is real, and B, effective, and C, evil. Safe and effective and evil. I love these people. These are awesome. These are our people. I have stories I could tell. Seeing Taylor's orange-haired, upside-down cross and priest robe-wearing guest exercise her craft over a team that sees a key defender blow an Achilles while stepping onto the field is too much for me to deny. We need to pray for protection from these sorts. From Chris of the Garden City Ranchers. I love it. That's a that's a great email. Yeah. And I'm starting yeah, to wonder, I'm starting to wonder if I Picked up the reference of Green Travis Greenway. Is it Greenway? Uh, um, pulling his Achilles or tearing his Achilles. No, it's definitely I, not. It's definitely not Travis Greenway. What's his name, man? I'll look it up. Just, you, got, you got one job. Look it up. You got a computer right there. Green something. Greenlaw. I think it's Greenlaw. So I don't know. Whatever it is. But now I'm starting to wonder if Chris, when did he send this? February 15th. Yeah, this may have seeped into my subconscious over the last six or seven days. So maybe the reference to the guy tearing his Achilles and the person throwing. Dre Greenlaw. It was Greenlaw. Is Dre Greenlaw. Gotcha. Yeah. Just starting to wonder if did Chris put this idea in my head or did I come up with it on my own? I think, I think it might have been from Chris all along. Maybe. Thanks for oh or, here I got an interesting email from Jackie Johnson. Thanks for hosting the truth. I have a theory that a theory a third of the angels were cast down to earth. <clears throat> no, no, I don't think so. What is it? This theory is. You always know when people don't watch listen to the show when they because you get these emails in. It's like oh you don't listen to the show at all. Thanks for hosting the truth. Your interest in study of Bible apologetics presents a lot of knowledge and perspective on this matter. The email says they have a theory that a third of the angels were cast down. The theory is, from the war in heaven, a third of the angels were cast down to earth. A third of the angels. It's not a theory. Hold on, we're not. Let me finish the email, Andrew. Okay, okay. The theory is. Uh, from the war in heaven, a third of the angels were cast down to earth. A third of the angels were led by Michael the archangel. And a third of the angels, those who did not fight, are sent to earth as mankind to choose their eternal home. Is oh, this, oh, so people are angels now. Okay. Is this scriptural? What is your take nope. on the matter? Thanks for taking the time to respond. No. No, no. Angels and very welcome. much not people. <laughs> Yeah. No, it is not scriptural. The the uh it's basically one truth, two lies. So you got the one truth, the third of the angels cast down. That's in the Bible. The other parts, no. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yep. Especially not the there. It, there's a very clear delineation. In fact, uh, many issues like the flood came about because of blurring the lines between angels and people. There, sure, that there was actual lines to to, to blur. That would, that not, would not to mention, uh, you know. I mean, that's where all the mythology stuff comes from. Everything else, but yeah. 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 Uh, no, I fully agree. And I think this person doesn't listen to the show because they, they talk about our interesting study of our interest in study of Bible apologetics, which as we went on for, you know, 45 minutes talking about Taylor Swift, we're right there. Is this an AI email? Jackie Johnson at spiritual currency at yahoo.com. I don't know. I'm going to say AI. I'm calling you out, Jackie. If you actually listen, go ahead and. Right back in and say, I am not an AI emailer. I'm a real person. This was a real question, and I am offended, and I, I will apologize. And Andrew will write you a check for five cents and mail it to you <laughs> for hurting your feelings. Anyway, uh, yeah, that was good. Good stuff. Mm-mm, War on children. Ricky. Parasites. Oh yeah, Rick. Rick might have been the one that tells put two more parasites into us. Crazy, crazy stuff. All right, let's uh, let's pl- play us out. I don't know what that means. What does that mean? But it, to play us out. Well, go ahead. Uh, on a positive note. Yeah. Not sick this week. Okay. All right. Well, let's let so. me finish this. Let me finish what we're doing here. Revelations Radio. And going back to that email from what you claim to be AI, I feel a little Mormonism mixed in there. Did they do the, hey. Oh, is that, I, I don't even Yeah, know. you split the angels in three, and you go one to earth with the Satan, one to oh, heaven with the Mark, Michael the Archangel, and the other third, and this is going to be contested by any former current Mormons in the crowd, I apologize, thrown to earth, black skin. Couldn't decide. Didn't know whether to go with Jesus or the devil, who, by the way, are brothers, thrown to the earth and had to have black skin. So, yeah, that feels like a spinoff of that. Hmm. Yeah. You're not sick. Not sick. I like that. Thankful for that. It's my favorite part of the day. You're not sick. If you could make some sales, it'd be my second favorite part. So, I, and I, I, Basically been doing three days, three days on, four days off of the Fenben. Yeah. But no, um, the last two weeks I haven't had the sick effect after. That's good. Coming off of it. So good, good, good. Have we noticed any difference with our Lyme, uh, symptoms? Um, because I, I, th- I believe I've slept slightly better. Uh, hey, that's a that's a good thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Some, <clears throat> I believe I've slept a little bit better myself, and like, I don't like occasionally, you know, like five consecutive hours of sleep. Yeah. So. 
That's good. Well, that, that won't be tonight because you got to get up. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of which, we should probably wrap it up pretty soon. Do I have something else? Uh, let me see what else I have. Uh, yeah, destruction we, of the family unit invaded. I don't, I don't need to. I don't need to play that last clip. I got one last clip that I can play. It's just a minute. Okay. The gentleman was on the PBD podcast a little bit ago. Thought he brought up a good point, and it, it helps me to put this into context because we, know, Andrew, when you hear this said out loud, you'll be like, "Yeah, Tim, I already know that." But it's good to remind ourselves of this and continue to build our logical framework on this foundation of this thing that you and I both know, but maybe don't talk about as much as we should. Go track how many times the word racism was mentioned. And around 2012, it shoots up. Yep. Social justice shoots up. Transgenderism shoots up. White privilege shoots up. This was forced on the American people. Why are we having these conversations now? No, the people did not wake up one day and decide, we want to have a national conversation about chicks with dicks. That didn't happen. This wasn't an organic movement. It was all of the most powerful people decided, this is what we're going to talk about. And why was that? Look, when you're failing on politics, you pivot to a culture war. Yep. You pit people against yep. each other, so they're fighting each other. Yep. We had in this country, we had an Occupy Wall Street movement where leftists were standing outside of big banks screaming, we are the 99%. Right-wingers had a populist movement called the Tea Party, where yep. they were outraged about the bailouts of big banks, yep. unsustainable debt, government spending. They don't like that. That's not what the powers that be like. Look, they like you fighting about issues like abortion. Now, I'm not saying abortion isn't a very important issue. It's a very important issue. But the, us fighting about that issue doesn't scare anyone at the Federal Reserve. It doesn't scare anyone in the CIA. They don't care if you fight about that issue. They love you fighting over transgender bathrooms. Yep. Yep. So, uh, you know, it was back just after Ron Paul ran. It was those were those were simpler times, and now we've uh, kind of devolved into the position we're in now. I think you're muted, Andrew. Went away until 2016, and then Black Lives Matter, and then 2020, Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Black Lives, so it's 2024, Black Lives Matter in an election year, remember that. There was a gentleman uh, picking up the children from the school today. He was wearing a shirt that just said, Mean Tweets 2024, and a, <laughs> and a Trump hat. Well, you know, maybe... Maybe Biden's getting into the mean tweets, rigging Super Bowls, posting the red eye tweets. Yeah. Just like they drew it up, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks. So, for go. I was going to say just a, that's not a positive story because he died, but he was 94 years old. Uh, have you ever heard of Bob's Red Mill? Of course. Okay. So we used to, stop there occasionally um cause my dad was uh gluten intolerant before it was cool yeah so get all the no gluten stuff but uh nice article about him on business insider he uh gave away the company to his employees so he could have sold to a multinational Corporation had many opportunities to do that. Uh, said, I'm a Christian. It says I should do unto others as they did, as I would have them do unto me. And 
I think this is the right thing to do. So basically if you'd been a long-term employee, you get a piece of the company and you know, that's, it's pretty rare. So Absolutely. I'm sure being that it's in Oregon, um, whoever the version of Kate Brown is, Tina Kotek will find a way to chase him out. But, uh, you know, he was a, a good business from one of those, uh, evil white Christian men that, uh, ruined everything. So. Absolutely. Yeah. My, uh, I think my wife met Bob and, and like saw his kind of operation and she was, working. yeah, you, yeah. yeah, you could go there and, yeah. you know, yeah. And she was working for a health institution up there in the Seattle area. I believe she got a chance to meet him and, and learned about his kind of famous, you know, processing with gluten intolerance that it, they would do there. So very, very cool that he was able to pass that on and sad that he sad that he died. But I think it's a good news story, Andrew. I, I understand. Where you're I think it is. I, yeah. A life well lived. So, absolutely. Well, we waited all week. We waited. We actually we waited three months for this. So we're we're here. We're ready. It's time. You're gonna give us some words of wisdom so we can get out of here. We we waited three months. It's been a long time, man. When's the last time I asked you for words of wisdom? I don't know. It's been a while. Oh man, I'm. Uh- I'm ready for uh, you know words of wisdom input here, but uh, it's been <laughs> it's been a rough a rough uh, couple months there. But now it's I got words yeah, of wisdom. Don't then. Don't, don't listen to don't listen to witches and don't let your kids watch the witches. There we go. There's my words of wisdom. That's a good one. I got I got one. I'll tell a quick story. There's a gentleman across the the street from us. He was giving us a gift it's a, a papa shot you ever seen these things the papa shot it's got the two uh two basketball goals and they're yes. kind of on a board ahead of you and you shoot and then it rolls back to you mm-hmm. we're having a little get together he brings the papa shot over and uh gifts it to my son because they wanted to move it out of their playroom and their kids kind of outgrown it so he brings it over and uh you know Hijinks ensue. Lots of lots of fun, but um, you know you're you're shooting and it keeps track of the score. My son um, is challenging people, challenging adults to to play the game and, and score more points than him, and he can't do it. He keeps trying and trying and he can't he can't beat anybody. One of the adults calls him over and he says, "Hey man, here's the deal. When you shoot, like you've already shot." You can't control what happens at that point. It's out of your hands. So just grab the next ball and shoot. Because sure enough, what he would do is he would shoot the ball and then he would watch it and see if it went living in or, or not. Living or dying with whether it went in or not. Well, just, yeah. yeah, not living or dying, but you're wasting two seconds watching the ball fall or not. Mm-hmm. In reality, this guy told him, hey, man, just once you've shot, do the best you can. Once you've shot, you're, you know, shoot your shot. Once you've done that, it's out of your control. Grab another ball and go for it, whether it goes in or not. The scoreboard, let the scoreboard keep track of it. 
And I was talking to somebody today and I told that story and I just said, Hey, you know, when you're doing these deals or doing these negotiations or you're waiting for somebody to get back to you, just shoot, shoot the next shot. Just, just control what you can control. Don't just sit there waiting for the next thing to happen, you know, waiting for, to see what happened with the last one. Just, just shoot the next shot. So that's my Tim's words of wisdom would just be once you've shot your shot, don't, uh, don't wait to see if it goes in. Just keep going. That's good advice. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, I hope everybody out there uh, is doing all right. It's healthy. It's getting through this, uh, this season. I hope that the economy doesn't crash down on us. <laughs> I hope that everybody is enjoying themselves. I hope that everybody has uh, great success with their friends, family, and workplace over this next week. Uh, pray that, uh, that Andrew would have that great success as well. And uh, me too. And uh, just pray that uh, everybody have a, a great week. Until next time, uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you, everybody. We appreciate it. A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. To contact Andrew and Tim, or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com and click on the Contact tab or Support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com, and thank you for your support of this podcast. Don't you say